Hello and welcome to I Talk to Ghosts, the podcast that if it were a portrait, its eyes would follow you no matter where you moved around in the room. I'm your haunted host, Jennifer, a professional medium and an avid collector of ghost stories. And I am so excited to share with you the stories that I have found this evening of spooky photos and haunted paintings. Now, I read a lot of ghost stories, and I always save the best to share with you, and I hope these stories stay with you as long as they have stayed with me, because I really love to share the spooky. I also love to share the spiritual, and tonight is no exception. Later on, I will have a new in-studio spirit reading to share with you where I connect my podcast guest with loved ones who have passed over and linger around a little longer because I have a message from the spirits for someone listening to this podcast right now. So if you're hearing this, this message could be for you. That is later on in the episode. But for now, let's share in some shivers. The hauntings are happening right now. This story happened when I was about four years old. About a year previously, my mom had divorced, and she moved with me and my sister in with a friend at her place in Fremont, California. My mom's friend had a daughter who was three years old too, so there were two younger girls and me. During that time, my mom went to a garage sale in San Francisco. It was one of those Victorian homes there. From what I was told, she went down to the basement, and there were a bunch of pictures, painted pictures, not just prints, but real painted art. Some of them were finished, others not. What was interesting about this basement is there was a painted scene on top of the ceiling, instead of it just being white, part representing heaven, and the other part hell. When my mom started asking around, it appeared that the people were, I don't want to say satanic, but she mentioned something similar to that, something more on the dark side. But that didn't stop my mom from buying a painting she thought was beautiful. It portrayed a woman with blonde hair sitting on a rocking chair in a white gown. My mom loved the picture, brought it home, and found a place to put it. It ended up being hung on the wall between the upstairs and the downstairs. Soon after that, this painting started randomly falling off the wall. I remember this happening several times, although I was just a kid. It wasn't as though the nail was bent or the sheetrock was giving away. It would suddenly just fall off the wall. My mom would hear the crash and go and put it back up. This happened quite a few times to the point where my mom and her friend had started to wonder what the heck was going on. I should also tell you that the space we lived in echoed a lot for some reason. If you were upstairs, 
You could hear things downstairs as if you were much closer than you were. In the middle of the night, we would start to hear the faucet in the kitchen start to drip water. You could hear it really clearly. Drip, drip, drip. My mom would go down there and shut it off. One night, my mom and her friend hosted a get-together, and the painting I mentioned fell off the wall during the party. I remember going up the stairs, and some of the adults were talking about it. My mom was telling some of the people, Yeah, it just keeps falling off. Once again, there it is, on the floor. A few days after that party is when it started getting really interesting. This is where all of us, especially us kids, started to get really scared. In the middle of the night, maybe 2 or 3 a.m., we would start to hear a lady downstairs crying really softly. We didn't know what to do or how to react to this. I remember being in the room with my sister and my mom's roommate's daughter. And my mom and her friend came into our room. They opened the door and just stood there. We all listened to the crying. They were too scared to go downstairs. They wanted to come be with us while this continued. Eventually, it mellowed out. But the next night, it happened again. My mom and her friend came to our room, and the crying was just a little louder. The crying became moaning and sobbing. I can envision this figure, maybe with her hands covering her eyes, crying, looking down into her lap. That's the kind of crying it was. I just remember lying there. We were all looking at each other while we heard this. A few nights go by and it happens again. At this point, my mom and her friend are really scared. After that, we all just knew it was going to happen again. About a week later, it got to the point where the crying was incredibly loud. It started out soft, and then it got louder and louder. Then, it just went explosive. It was so loud, you could literally feel the crying through the walls, like the woman was just crying and bawling her eyes out. My mom, her friend, and all of us were so shocked and scared. My mom and her friend immediately ran into our room, turned on the lights, and grabbed us. They didn't even let us change from our pajamas. I just remember my mom grabbing us out of bed. We all ran to the stairs at once. There was a pause before we went downstairs, and then we rushed down. Luckily, we didn't have to pass the living room, and that's where this intense crying was coming from. I remember running out that door, and all of us were frantic. I was holding on to my mom, and the crying was so loud. Then we had to go around the community pool, 
which was right in front of the sliding glass doors to our living room. Our sliding door didn't have curtains, so we could see inside our apartment. The parking lot was on the other side of the pool within sight of our place. So when we got into the car, we could see right into the living room. That's when my mom and her friend freaked out. Because when we looked inside our apartment, there was a lady in a white gown sitting on a rocking chair, just rocking. She was the figure in the painting. My mom and her friend started to scream. I remember my mom's friend trying to get the keys into the ignition to start the car, and she couldn't do it. I remember us kids screaming. We were just terrified. My mom's friend finally got the keys into the ignition. It was in the early hours of the morning, and we just drove straight to my grandmother's house, which was in the next town. When we got there, us kids, we never went back. My mom had to go with some people and immediately evacuate to get her stuff and get out. So did her friend. From that point on, me and my mom and my sister stayed with my grandmother for years until she eventually remarried again. My sister knows what happened to the painting. I really don't know. I can't remember. I don't want to say that she trashed it or gave it away, but I'm not sure. I will never, ever, Forget seeing that rocking woman from the painting. It's impossible. It's funny when you're an adult and look back. You can try and think that it must have been a dream. You can remember it as it happened, or you can turn it off and pretend it never did. Well, no, it wasn't a dream. This was something we all experienced. The truth is, it really happened. We ended up at my grandmother's house, and we never went back. That's it. It's hard for me to talk about it, even now. Just remembering that incident is scary as hell. I have always been pretty open-minded about ghosts and supernatural things, but when this happened, I can say it turned me into a solid believer. My grandfather was 84 when he died March of 1989. The first Christmas after he passed, our whole family went out to my grandmother's house on the lake to be with her during the holiday. After the meal, my mom sat down at the dining room table with my brother, who was 17, two of my cousins, one who was 10 and the other who was 13. They were playing poker because one of my cousins got poker chips as a Christmas present. Well, they played their game, and a few snapshots were taken, and the night continued on without nothing abnormal or exciting happening. At least, that's what we thought, until a few weeks later. 
The snapshots that my aunt had taken got developed, and she sent one over to our house because she thought it was a very peculiar photo. In the picture, my mom and brother and two cousins were playing poker. All their hands looked like they were holding a fan of cards, but there were no cards in their hands. It looked like they were reaching for chips, but the chips were nowhere on the table. There was also a big mirror on the wall next to the table in my grandmother's house. In the photo, in the mirror, there was what looked like a man in a white suit looking at the table as if he were watching the game. I took this picture with me to school and showed it to some of my friends and they were all amazed. Everyone saw it, but no one could explain it. I don't know what eventually happened to the picture. I looked for it numerous times, being the pack rat that I am, but I was never able to find it again. Now, I can't prove it, but I truly believe my grandpa wanted to make his presence known on Christmas. I don't know how he could make it look like there were no cards or chips, and I can't explain how he made himself visible in the mirror. But I know he was there with all of us for our Christmas dinner. I knew he wouldn't miss it for the world. From 1995 to 1997, I lived in a small terraced house in Carlisle, England with my then boyfriend. We had quite an unhappy relationship, and I spent most of the time there avoiding him and camping out in the bedroom studying. I was studying for a degree at the time. For my birthday, he gave me some money to go out and buy something for myself. And being interested in antiques, I bought a picture that I had seen for many weeks and was drawn to. It was a Victorian print on glass of a woman with a small dog and some religious script which I never was able to translate. From the time I bought it and put it up in my bedroom, there was a feeling of disquiet in the house that I hadn't noticed before. My relationship failing, I met another man and started to quietly see him. Unfortunately, every time he came to my house, there would be cold winds blowing and something always on the peripheral of your vision that you couldn't quite see when you looked directly, but seemed to be watching us. As a thorough skeptic, I dismissed most of it as atmosphere living in the north, etc. However, I did mention the picture and asked him to come and see it. He agreed to come upstairs to my bedroom. Before you ask, it wasn't a come up and see my etchings type of move. He came upstairs with much trepidation and saw the picture. As he stepped into the room, 
He felt like he was, and this is his words, stepping between the carriages of a moving train, from one place to another. And when he saw the picture, he just froze. He fled downstairs, hyperventilating, and although I could feel the cold in the presence, I was calm throughout. He finally settled his nerves, and he explained the reason why he was so spooked was that the woman in the picture was me. I looked and I realized he was absolutely right, that there was a startling resemblance. Now, you may say that this was just subconscious suggestion, and in the end when I moved out of the house, we took the picture with us to where we live now and settled happily together. He still can't look at the picture, but it seems to have changed now, and it doesn't look like me anymore. Is it possible for a picture to give out emotions or change temperature? Personally, I'm skeptical about ghosts in general. However, I do believe what happens in a place or around an object can give rise to memories which last long after the event. Do you have a personal ghost story you would like to tell me? I may share it on the podcast. Email me at speaknow at italktoghosts.com. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. My guest this evening is Randy. Randy, welcome to your spirit reading. How are you doing this evening? I am good. How are you? I am great. I'm very excited to share this reading with you. I feel the love and energy. There's enthusiasm coming in for this reading. And I just want to connect with that and and share it with you. Oh, that's really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So right off the bat, um, impressions that I am getting. I am getting uh, multiple people coming through for you. I'm feeling a grandfather, father type energy, also maybe a grandmother, mother energy, and also maybe a peer. Can can you connect all of that? Does that track for you? Uh, the grandmother for sure and um, the peer as well, yes. Okay. Okay. Well, let me just say that grandmother energy here is coming in with just warmth, and joy for you just to connect with you. I can't express this enough. And um, it's like emotion was their wealth. Does that make sense to you? Like if they had anything to give, it was love. Yes. (laughs) That is my grandma in a nutshell, 100%. Oh my gosh. Well, know that she is here for you. And right away she's expressing it. And like, she's bringing that through loud and clear. And she just seems amazingly happy to be able to have this opportunity for me to express this for her that I can't emphasize enough. Just it's like I have a wealth of love here and I just want to give this 
give this to you uh, for your grandmother. And, and that's just very, very sweet and very touching. And, and I, I, okay, I can go on and on. Um, <laughs> from here, we might be doing a little bit of investigation as to who's saying what, whose personality does this connect to. Um, okay. did, did she have a bit of a wisdom type vibe to her education teacher i would say as far as like in my life yes very wise she was always the first person that i would kind of call when i needed advice for anything so that definitely makes sense okay yeah because she was immediately stepping into that role of i have guidance i have wisdom i can teach i can yes. guide you know i can advise uh so sweet uh that is great she also seems to have um some really good energy for it's like wow she could multitask and kind of juggle and uh a bit of a creative energy to her yes <laughs> is is that something you can speak to a little bit? Give me a little bit of detail on that. Because it seems like, wow, how are you doing this? How are you being able to just juggle and maintain and and keep up with this? You know what I mean? Um, one thing I wrote down, I wrote down, let's get this done. Uh, it's, it's that kind of energy. That is 100% my grandma. Um, I mean, if there was any person that could get a task done, it was her and, and always kind of that motivated of you can handle it if it comes your way. So it's mm -hmm. totally makes sense that that's coming from her. <laughs> I'm getting the sense of a lot of natural spirituality, um, coming through is that her? Is that something you share with her? I I would like to think so. It's probably a little bit of my energy for sure. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm pretty spiritual. So there's probably a little bit of both of that coming through. Um, I think it's just acknowledgement that she sees you. Yes. You know, she sees you and she approves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know, um, we're all nature energy we're all universal energy and from her perspective now i think that she can plug into that more and she can talk to you and connect with you on that level and maybe that's not something that you could have predicted but she's acknowledging it okay yeah i feel like she leaves me signs a lot so i always um see cardinals and I always feel like it's when I need to hear from her the most and so it's really cool to hear that yeah it and it's a nature sign right uh that it yeah. cardinals are a symbol of in nature and I really I love that um and I love how personal it can be right and the fact that you picked up on it you you know you you were aware enough to make that connection and and just know in your heart that it was her. It's very, very sweet. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, did you ever watch cartoons at your grandmother's house uh, yes. while she was sitting there? Yes. Because uh, <laughs> she, she was showing me that. It's like she was watching the cartoons and I'm sitting there with her. You know? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We used to spend a lot of weekends um, at my grandma's house when we were kids. So it was like, you know, instead of going to have sleepovers with my friends, we would go to my grandma's house for the weekend. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> angel numbers? Does angel numbers ever come up for you at all? All the time. Okay. Eleven, eleven. I see pretty frequently, um, but I also see the repeating three, three, three. Those are the two most common ones that I see. 
Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that pure connection had something to do with that too. Small dog. Did someone have a small dog? My grandma did and uh, okay. the peer did too. Yep. Okay. It's funny because both those things came in at the same time. So the, the fact that both of them are sort of connected. Yeah. Okay. We're on the right track there. Um, red sneakers. Um, probably something that, that would, would have been something that I would have worn when I was in high school. So I'm seeing a little bit of mud on them. Um, did you tromp around outside a lot? Yes. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> my grandma had a tree in her front yard that we used to climb all the time. So could have been something with that that she has a memory of. Uh, outdoor excursions kind of came up a bit and Kinkakee came, came up. Um, do you ever wander out there to the, are you in Illinois? Yeah, I am in Illinois. Uh, we, we did used to go drive around and kind of, uh, go do some random adventures and, um, cemeteries of all places <laughs> when we were in high school. So that's definitely probably what you're picking up on. I approve. Yeah. I approve of the cemetery field trips. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Okay. Uh, let me see. Also, um, with your peer that we very briefly touched on there, was there a bit of more of a, a wild personality there? More, yes. uh Kind of hard to keep hold of, you know, uh, just... Uh, their focus and their energy seems a lot more wilder to me. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was definitely a one of a kind soul. <laughs> Did she have a, a distinct way of dressing? She definitely had her own sense of fashion for sure. Um, we, mm -hmm. we bonded over her fashion pretty frequently. So <laughs> yeah, cause she was bringing up clothes and uh, that makes sense if this was a bonding topic for you too. It's really great. And like, she's, she's really paying attention to like, uh, the trim of things and, and the details. She always said she was going to go to, um, college to be like in fashion. So it totally makes sense. And I remember the, the clothes is probably because, um, she let me go shopping in her, wardrobe for my senior pictures in high school so that is so touching I love that so much uh, yeah um she had a bright light to her and and the type of she seemed a little fearless I think yeah you know to me and um I think she wants to lend that energy to you whenever you feel like your energy's dropping or you have that self-doubt or you you just like gosh I wish you were here um, I think, I think she's there for you. I really do. And I should keep tissues down here. Um, that's just really coming. Uh, that emotion is really coming through for me that if she could hug you and, uh, give you that pep talk, she totally would. She totally would. So, so talk to her, reach out to her in your thoughts and in your heart okay. and, and she'll be there for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, was there a little bit of stubbornness in there too? Um, I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't usually get a lot about, um, sickness and stuff, but did, was she stubborn around, 
whatever uh, afflicted her. Um, like, I, I have a hard time articulating that. But do you know what I mean? She passed away in a car accident. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I Okay. I think what's coming through is she was pissed, for lack of a better word there. She just had a lot of energy of, what? Are you kidding me? Yes. I'm going to be stubborn about this, too. Yes. Um, I do want to reiterate that it is okay now. Uh, she is okay. But um, she wanted to convey that little bit of stubbornness of, yes. this is not fair. Uh, I've got so much to yes. do. I have so much to do. Okay. All right. I do have uh, some messages for you. I think this one's coming from your friend. She's saying, free yourself from guarding. Like if you ever feel like you need to go through life with your guard up, keeping fortified and in lockdown, she's encouraging you to let that go. And, um, it might seem scary, but it's going to be very freeing. And when you see it working, you're going to be really validated with that. So is that something that you, that resonates with you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So whenever you really catch yourself, just locking down, hunkering down and, um, not living your life, you know, tap into her energy and let her soften that for you a little bit. Okay. Um, aha, surround yourself with who you need and what you need. And that'll help you. Okay. If you're fortifying and putting the walls up, examine who you're with and what you're doing. And if it's so situational that that will never change, take the time to dream of better situations and better relationships. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because like a lot of times we're like, why can't I make this work? I shouldn't feel this way at work or wherever, but sometimes it's like, it is what it is. And maybe the better choice is to feel more secure in a different setting or in different relationships, gravitate towards the good. Okay. Okay. Thoughts on the inside matter, you know, how you're thinking uh, yeah. and, and, and how you're perceiving the world that matters. And if you can't change those patterns, then again, you can change it externally and work from there, but just be aware, you know, um, and don't beat yourself up about beating yourself up or anything. It's more about, okay, I want to shift and I want to change. And we can't just shove something out of the way. We have to replace it with something else, whether that's right. physically or mentally or spiritually. Okay. You know, I don't know if you ever do any uh, meditation affirmations, but they are great. Yeah. And what I love about those is that a, a statement will come up, some I am statement. And if it's a, a, an area of vulnerability for you, boy, does it point it out. And then you're more aware of it, you know, and that's right. what I love about the affirmations. So it's like, this is where I need to work on it. You know, and I think they're great first thing in the morning when your time is still yours. The last part is, is um, to talk to them. Okay. They're there for you. You, you know, you don't have to talk out loud, have mental conversations with them and throw your emotion into it and your intention and they'll hear you. Okay. Uh, they will connect with you and you'll have good luck at all of this. Yeah. Okay. Things will shift. You'll see that you'll see the change and they'll give you signs that, they're encouraging you to keep going forward. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. What do you think? It was great. It was great. It's it's nice to kind of hear their messages and and um their personalities still kind of shine through like that. Um, 
my peer. Those messages are definitely her. I'm so honored to be able to communicate this for them, for you. And and they're here. You know, they're here for you and they will always be here for you. And you are connected through and through in spirit at all times. Thank you so much for meeting with me today. Um, thank you. Would you like to receive a free spirit reading with me? Enter for your chance at italktoghosts.com slash guest. Each week, I'll randomly select a name from the list to be a guest on the show. Together, we will talk to the spirits who wish to communicate with you, and our session will be featured on a future episode of I Talk to Ghosts. The spirits are waiting. Enter now at italktoghosts.com slash guest. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. I have a message from the spirits this evening for someone listening to the podcast. And tonight I have with me the spirit of an older child who has passed away and wishes to connect with their parents. This was a boy that when young was always creating and inventing just had this unique way of looking at things using things differently just really great really clever really clever boy and he also was really curious about nature loved you know collecting bugs uh, exploring leaves and the grass the yard and just a curious child all around And as he grew into teenhood, um, just the experiences of life and his energy kind of shifted him a bit. And he became a little adversarial with the world, uh, a little rebellious. Unfortunately, that did lead to his passing. But his message for you this evening is that he is still with you. And he loves you very much, of course, of course. And he wants to encourage you to really connect with your inner wisdom, your inner guidance. Really know yourself. And if you ever need direction in in life or with anything, sit with that energy and allow it to flow in quietly. We don't chase these things, we invite it in. And they also want to encourage you to really seek out the beauty and the good and the happiness in life because you deserve it and the past couple of years have been difficult and challenging and that puts us in a certain mindset where um, we're always on guard for that, we're always kind of focused on the negative but we can take a step back and shift a little bit and there's always something good even in the smallest things things that can bring us happiness and he wants to encourage you to connect with those things I think I'm going to leave it at that if this message connects with you please reach out I would love to know thank you Would you like to receive a free spirit reading with me? 
Enter for your chance at italktoghosts.com slash guest. Each week, I'll randomly select a name from the list to be a guest on the show. Together, we will talk to the spirits who wish to communicate with you, and our session will be featured on a future episode of I Talk to Ghosts. The spirits are waiting. Enter now at italktoghosts.com slash guest. Before we part ways this evening, I would love to give a spooky shout out to my Patreon supporters this month. A very spooky thank you to Raven and Jenna, Peter, Rob, Gordon, Jennifer C., Gabriel, Daniel, Stephen, James, Gabe, Renee, and Jennifer A. So thank you so much for supporting the podcast. It means the world to me. And with that, dear listener, we've reached the end of this episode of I Talk to Ghosts. I hope you've enjoyed the stories that I shared with you this evening of spooky photos and haunted paintings. If you have a similar paranormal experience, I would love to hear about it. But in the meantime, wherever you wander off to, in this world or the next, just remember, come back and visit with me. Have a lovely evening and good night. If you listen to my podcast, you have to be like me. You love listening to spooky stories. I'm excited to say that Audible is a sponsor of this podcast. Audible storytelling keeps me company no matter what other task I'm doing. And you know what? Listening can also keep my stress at bay because my mind is being drawn into the stories I'm listening to. Sign up and try it now by visiting audibletrial.com ghosts. I'll also have a link for you in my episode description notes that you can click on. Happy spooky reading!